0: Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and thank you so much for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate you being such a proactive parent, and like you, I once had a child who was diagnosed with autism, and I was told that he could not recover and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies, but uh, my background as a craniosacral therapist studying the brain let me know that the brain could heal, and I didn't want to give up on my son either, just like you're not you being here shows that you're you're looking for those resources and I had to search and it took me about a decade but i Found a, I've figured it out and today my son is fully recovered and now I'd like to share the resources with you and I've created a free online workshop that you can learn the four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism where I go through those four stages for you and the first stage is healing the gut, stage two is natural heavy metal detoxification stage three is clearing the co-infections like mold, Lyme and strep and then stage four is brain support and repair so you 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 can learn more about that at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop and uh, that's there for you because, again, I like to make sure that you know what you need to do to recover your own child and and I like to be able to help you in that process if I can. And today's topic is really exciting. If you haven't heard of this one yet, uh, I'm I'm sure you'll be happy uh, to know more about it. We are covering microbiota transplant therapy for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders. Now we're going to explain further what microbiota and all that means. Um, we have a specialist with us today, Dr. James Adams, and um, he is one of the foremost uh, researchers in this field. But just so you know, uh, some of the clinical trials that have gone on with the broad ranges of uh, uh, have reflected that, that the transfer of this microbiota from healthy humans to the GI in, in, of individuals with autism spectrum disorders has been, and I quote, reducing their GI symptoms, reducing their ASD symptoms, and increase, increasing their, gut diverse, their diversity of gut bacteria. At the beginning of the study, the majority, uh, 83 of the participants were classified as severe in autism diagnosis scale, and at two-year follow-up, only 17% were still severe, and 44% no longer met the criteria for an autism diagnosis. And um, I've linked to this study at the page that I've created for today's notes. Uh, Show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 46, just the numbers 46. So I'd like to give you a brief biography on Dr. Adams and introduce him to you today. Dr. James B. Adams, Ph.D., is the director of Autism and Asperger's research program at Arizona State University. His research focuses on the medical causes of autism and how to treat and prevent it, including the areas of nutrition, including vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, carnitines, digestive enzymes, and special diets and then also oxidative stress, gut problems, gut bacteria, toxic metals, and seizures. And he has published over 150 peer-reviewed scientific articles, including over 40 related to autism. He is also the president of the Autism Society of Greater Phoenix, the president of the Autism Nutrition Research Center, the co-leader of the Scientific Advisory Committee of the Autism Research Institute, and chair of the Scientific Advisory Board of the Neurological Health Foundation, and he also has an adult daughter with autism. So, Dr. Adams, welcome, and thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Well, thanks, Karen, for having me.
0: So I'm excited. You're such an expert in this field. And I, I, I honestly greatly appreciate that you are also a uh, part of a sort of our, our community there with, you know, being a parent of a child with autism. So, you know, the, the, the challenges that people uh, go through and the, the research and the, you know, the struggles of, to search for things that are uh, working to help children recover or at least improve their symptoms and um, help them to be happier and definitely to be healthier because a lot of our kids hurt, and especially in their gut. So maybe why don't we start with, you know, why is it, you've done a lot of research, why do you think that GI problems and autism symptoms might be due to this gut bacteria?
1: Right. So we did a study back in 2011 Um, in which we looked at gut problems and children with autism, and we also evaluated their autism symptoms. And what we found is a very strong correlation that the children with autism who also had gut symptoms had more severe autism in looking at all the major areas. They had worse speech, worse social interaction problems, uh, worse physical and behavioral problems, worse sensory and cognitive problems. And so our hope, then, is if we can treat those GI problems, then we can reduce those autism symptoms from more severe to milder. So that was the first clue we had back in 2011, and since then, we've done a lot of more research to follow up on that.
0: And so why do you think that children with ASD have, you know, so much abnormal gut bacteria?
1: There are many reasons. Um, in our latest study, our, in which we looked at children with microbiota uh, transplant uh, therapy, we found that the mothers of children with autism had lower fiber consumption, and you inherit much of your microbiome from your mother. And so if you have less fiber, you're going to tend to have less healthy gut bacteria. A second problem we found was C-section bursts in our study. Uh, over two-thirds of the children with autism were born by C-section. When you're born by C-section, then you are not exposed to some of the critical um, microbiota in uh, the vaginal canal. And studies show that there's about a 50% chance that children born by C-section will miss a critical bacteria called B. infantis, which is the one bacteria that feeds on mother's milk. And is able to grow and outcompete all the other bacteria in your gut. So if a children child is nursing, then that will be the major initial bacteria that helps set the stage for a healthy bacteria in future. A third factor was shorter nursing by mothers of children with autism. So their children were nursed for a shorter period of time, and hence they got less of that critical mother's milk that has this special ingredient to feed this one strain of gut bacteria. And then even if you manage to get normal gut bacteria from your mother, another challenge is increased use of oral antibiotics during infancy, which tends to wipe out much of your normal gut flora. And then finally, children with autism tend to have more restricted diets, so they eat a lower diversity of foods, so that tends to give them less diverse gut bacteria, and they had somewhat lower fiber consumption. So it's really those five factors. It's no surprise that the children with autism in our study had chronic GI problems from infancy, and they were very resistant to treatment.
0: Right, and the, the lower diversity of foods in children with autism. I know that um, I, I work with parents and, and help walk them through the process. And I, have, picky eating is such a big deal. I mean, they, I know that a lot of the foods that they're eating, you know, they become addicted for one to like things like gluten and casein, the proteins in wheat and uh, dairy, due to the, the opiates that they can create. But then also the bad bacteria in the gut will. Um, will crave the sugars and the that the that the sugars themselves and the processed carbohydrates create sugars and and all of these things will um will feed on so you know switching to the positive diet the right diet um is very very important but a lot of parents you know do have trouble uh, in doing that so um i'm thinking too um why don't we take it we're going to take a short break right here when we come back we'll explain microbiota a little bit further maybe for our listeners and um and then talk about you know kind of how how we can um, make make the those issues kind of uh basically get that, get some improvement in some of those issues between picky eating and in the gut bacteria so you're listening to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas stay with us we will be right back
2: have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to NaturallyRecoveringAutism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a... Hi there,
0: and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and uh, again, I have created show notes for you today at naturallyrecovering autism.com forward slash 46, just the numbers 46. And we are talking about the microbiota transplant and therapy that's used for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders. And we have Dr. James B. Adams here with us today. And before the break, we were talking about uh, diversity, basically gut diversity, how, how this microbiota in the gut gets depleted in children with autism. And there is a direct gut brain connection that's very 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 important and um, and uh, in next week's show uh, I'll be able to uh, give you some more information directly on that as well. But Dr. Adams, I know picky eating is is an issue for our kids, so we want to make sure that they're, they're eating the right foods and not eating the bad foods and not. But why don't we also back up just a little bit? I'm thinking there might be parents listening who really aren't familiar with what microbiota is. And if you could just give an explanation of of what it is and what it does for the kids and maybe talk just for a second about that gut-brain connection because it's so important.
1: Sure. So the microbiota are primarily the bacteria that live in your gut, and they're generally very helpful. They help you with digesting your food. They help produce certain key vitamins. Very important, they help to digest fiber and to convert it into a substance called butyrate, which is the major food for the cells that line your gut. So most people in the US don't get enough fiber, hence the cells that line their gut are literally starving for this key nutrient, and hence unhealthy and very vulnerable to disease. Um, Also, your normal gut bacteria help defend you against bad bacteria that can cause Um, serious GI disorders, and even uh, life-threatening disorders. And so your gut bacteria are very important. Um, When you have a bowel movement, roughly half of that bowel movement is your gut bacteria. So there are a very large amount uh, of gut bacteria living in your gut, generally keeping you healthy. Um, But if your stool looks abnormal, smells abnormal, then that's a very good clue that you have abnormal gut bacteria.
0: So um, if somebody has abnormal gut bacteria, they're basically, um, we're talking about starting with switching over, of course, to the, the right diet, and uh, I know that there are some certain supplements and things that can be helpful is that, with that as well, but your research is around microbiota transplant therapy. So um, yes, there are these other things, and I'm, I'm, I would imagine that you do these other, uh, these other stages in, in your research as well, but in these studies that you've done, um, what, what are you finding with um, maybe explaining what microbiotic transplant therapy is and then um, and what you're finding, in, especially in children with autism spectrum uh, disorders?
1: Sure. So microbiota transplant has primarily been used for people who have a serious gut infection called Clostridium difficile. It causes life-threatening, explosive diarrhea, and it affects half a million Americans each year. It kills 29,000 Americans a year. So it's a really deadly uh, GI disorder. It can be treated with antibiotics, but it often comes back again and again. What's been discovered is that if you do microbiota transplant just one time, literally taking raw poop from a a healthy person and put it by colonoscopy or rectal enema into a person with C. diff, They're cured of C. diff 90% of the time from one dose, usually within two to three days. So it is literally miraculous, and that's why the FDA allows it to be used, and it's becoming more and more widely used for resistant C. diff infections. We worked with a gastroenterologist out of Australia who had tried to treat uh, children with autism, But he found that unlike with C. diff infections where one dose is enough, he found that children with autism were much harder to treat. So he treated them every day for three months and slowly, gradually, he saw good improvements in GI symptoms. And surprisingly, their autism symptoms began improving, too, according to their parents. So he was the one who guided us in developing the clinical protocol that we did a treatment study on
0: and at at the uh, uh we we were there at the autism one conference together and you're talking about um knowing that the the people that you're getting this raw poop from uh, ha- they have to be obviously very healthy you have to um, do a lot of screening with those people and making sure that that you know that there isn't any transfer as they're you know as they do with with blood work Uh, you know if somebody is is getting a blood transfusion kind of for instance like you have to go through a screening process and make sure that these people have um, pretty clear gut bacteria and that they meet certain criteria is that right
1: that's right. It's very, very important that we do, our, the group we work with out of the U- University of Minnesota does very careful screening, just like you would for a blood donation, and then a lot more screening beyond there to check for GI problems and other problems. And because usually um, very extensive screening is done, microbiota transplant has generally been very, very safe, very successful. But just a week ago, the FDA announced very sad occurrence of two serious injuries, one case leading to death of someone who received a um, microbiota transplant. These were two people who were immunocompromised. They had weakened immune systems, and they received uh, FMT, uh, microbiota transplant, from a person who had a multiple drug-resistant bacteria. It wasn't affecting the donor. They had a healthy immune system, apparently, but it affected the two recipients and seriously injured one and killed the other. Luckily, we already check for the chance of drug-resistant bacteria in our work, and so we are not significantly affected, but it is a concern, and that's why we don't recommend people do it at home, but do it under a research study.
0: Oh, so this one was done, uh, somebody was just sort of doing it on their own.
1: We don't know the details yet of how it was done. I think it, so we don't know if it was done as part of a research study or not, but some groups, even for research studies, were not testing for these drug-resistant bacteria. We do test for them, and we also don't give it it to people who are immune compromised. We make sure people have reasonable immune health before we treat.
0: Okay great. Um, Well, it's great to know that you guys are really screening for that, too, so that you're a safe source. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about microbiota transplant therapy for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders. And we have Dr. James B. Adams with us, who is a research specialist in this field. And right before the break, Dr. Adams, you were talking about how you don't give this these microbiota tra- microbiotic transplants to um, people with compromised immune systems, but children with autism often have compromised immune systems. So how do you how do you know um, what level and 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 if they're safe to give it to if it's safe to give it to them?
1: So what we do is we check both for uh, blood count to make sure they have normal amount of blood cells, especially white blood cells. And we also check to see that they have a normal functioning liver and kidney system for detoxification. And so the concern would be if someone were, say, on statins that suppress your immune system, or if someone had a serious infection like AIDS that weakens your immune system. That's the sort of people that would be at risk of uh, being exposed to multiple drug-resistant organisms, um, but to most people with autism, that shouldn't be a problem for.
0: Okay, so even though they have, you know, lowered immunity, they're not at the level that you're talking about that are like severe, like immune-compromised uh, individuals, like m- much more so than autism.
1: I think it's better to say that most people with autism have an altered immune system. Okay. We especially are concerned about autoimmunity, that their immune system seems to be revved up against um, food, potential food allergens, uh, so they're more reactive to foods, and we there's evidence of autoimmunity of the immune system attacking the central nervous system. So, again, most children with autism... Uh, have an uh, adequate immune system for fighting off typical infections like a flu or a cold or typical gut bacteria infections. Okay, that um, makes and sense. Also I should, yeah. And also I should point out the material we use is not raw stool. We work with University of Minnesota that purifies this. Tested extensively so that what we end up with is 90, over 99% pure gut bacteria. And so we can give that either as a liquid or in a pill form, just like a probiotic, and you just swallow it down uh, just fine. So, again, waste batter is all removed, and it's a highly, highly purified product, basically a pharmaceutical-grade product that's sufficient for us to do studies with FDA approval.
0: It's so nice, too, that you have multiple ways to be able to give that to uh, give it, to, especially children. You know, there are a lot of a lot of things they, they're not comfortable with, um, especially they might not be able to take a capsule. So being able to give it to them in a liquid form or, or a, um, maybe powder or or if they're willing to do an NMR or a colonoscopy. I mean, not a colonoscopy, a colonic, uh, that that might be helpful as well. Um, I know that you have done some some a lot of research. So your phase one treatment study, I'm wondering, so what treatments did you use and, and kind of what, what kind of results have you been seeing in these long-term follow-ups and the, the studies that you've been doing?
1: So we call our, we give our therapy a special name, microbiota transplant therapy, to differentiate it from standard fecal transplant because standard, standard fecal transplant is one dose, one time. What we do is a very intense therapy because kids with autism are much harder to treat than people with C. diff infections. So you do two weeks of vancomycin, an oral antibiotic to target specific types of pathogenic bacteria common in kids with autism like Clostridia. Then we do a bowel cleanse, just like you would for a colonoscopy. So a very extensive bowel cleanse with a partial day of fasting to really clean out as much gut bacteria as we can, and then high dose microbiota from very healthy, carefully screened donors for one to two days, and then daily maintenance dose for another eight weeks. And unlike with C. diff, where you see improvement in two to three days, for kids with autism, we find it takes weeks to see improvements in GI symptoms, but eventually in our first study, 90% 90% of the children had a big improvement in autism symptoms, excuse me, in GI symptoms. On average, there was an 80% reduction in GI symptoms initially, and about a 25% reduction in autism symptoms. We then followed up with the kids eight weeks later, and we found those uh, benefits remained. they were stable. We were thrilled, we thought this was great, we thought we were done, very successful study, we published it. But then, a year later, three different families came up to me and said their child was doing better than ever, that they had been making slow, steady improvements since the study. So we did a follow-up study. So two years after treatment stopped, we followed up with every one of the 18 participants in our study, original study, None of them had dropped out. And we were thrilled to see that family after family, according to our professional evaluator, had a substantial improvement in autism symptoms, 47% reduction compared to baseline. So almost half reduction in autism symptoms. They're not cured, but they're greatly improved, some even below the cutoff now for autism Um, And again, there's some placebo effect. This is an open-label study, so there's some placebo effect, but much of this effect seems to be real. And part of the reason we know it's real is we see a big improvement in gut bacteria. At the start of the study, the kids were missing 25% of their normal gut bacteria. At the end of treatment, they had normal amounts of gut bacteria. And incredibly, two years later, they had better than average gut bacteria, better than the typical child. So this suggests this is going to be a very long-lasting therapy and, and very beneficial for some time. So we're very excited about it.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. And then do you continue to give, do they take something on a maintenance dosage or do you, uh, you just, you do this several week protocol or three months protocol and then you sort of send them off to, you know, with their parents to eat organically, you know, do all the good things or is it a continued maintenance type of thing that you, you have a product that you give them?
1: So we have a lot to learn about how to optimize this therapy, but In our original study, we treated them, as I said, for just two weeks vancomycin, the bowel cleanse, and then eight weeks of daily microbiota therapy, and then we stopped. They had no maintenance doses, and yet two years later, still doing well. Now, they might have done even better if we'd given some maintenance doses, but that wasn't part of our study design. But um, So most GI benefits continued.
0: I'm sorry. We're we're going to take a short break right here. Uh, And uh, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. We're talking with Dr. James Adams today about microbiota transplant therapy for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders. And before the break, uh, Dr. Adams, you were mentioning this really amazing success rate that you're having with this. Uh, with this the research and with uh these children uh, and adults, I know as well you have children and adults that you 're working with and that you 're having great success with, and it also i think it's it makes it so obvious if you 're having such great results with this. I know there 's a lot of research, and we have all of that you know, that's a whole other, another whole show, but how the gut and the brain are directly connected from these organisms. They actually communicate with each other and then there's neurotransmitters, brain messengers like serotonin and dopamine and a lot of those receptors being made in the gut and the brain needs those for focus and mood and sleep and appetite. And so. The gut is so important. So um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, dosages and maintenance. And so can you just finish up on that? We kind of got cut off a little bit.
1: So you have to realize that in our first study, we were guessing what is the right dosage. We're guessing what is the right duration. So we made good guesses and we had good benefit, but it's probably not optimal guesses. So in our net future studies, we hope to improve on optimizing dosing, figure out how long to treat for, is longer treatment better, and are maintenance doses better. So we hope to see even more improvement in future studies. There's certainly a potential for that. Um, so we do have a lot to learn still uh, from those. In, in regard to what you were saying about the very complex mechanism by which this treatment works, our gut bacteria affect us in many different ways. So part of what we think is happening is that um, by improving your gut bacteria, you're better able to digest your food. You're clearly having much less diarrhea or constipation. This treatment treats both of those conditions. It just normalizes your stools. And so then you're having a lot less pain and discomfort. And so just because of that. Imagine how miserable you are if you've been constipated for a few days or a week. What if you've had that condition for years? And so just removing the pain and discomfort we think is going to help the person feel better. We think it's a lot more than that. Your gut bacteria make key vitamins. We've shown that children with autism are low, especially in biotin, which is made largely by your gut bacteria. and so we think that's part of what's going on. And then also most of your serotonin is made in your gut. Your gut also makes other neurotransmitters that can directly affect the brain. But one of the most important things we think is going on is pathogenic bacteria, bad bacteria such as clostridia that can cause major GI problems, but can also cause major uh, neurological problems, that these bad bacteria like Clostridia produce toxins that can go to the brain and directly affect functioning. And part of the reason we think that's so important is that when we first treat with vancomycin, the kids actually get a little worse. The irritability and hyperactivity get worse in about two-thirds of the kids for just a few days, usually right at the very start of vanco, That what's happening, we think, is that as the gut bad gut bacteria die off, they release all their toxins all at once. So the symptoms they were causing get worse and then get better. And so we think this die-off reaction is a major clue that it's these bad bacteria that are causing these symptoms. And we know that it's the kids who have worse of these symptoms to begin with, worse hyperactivity, worse Um, uh, irritability, these are the kids who probably have more of those bad gut bacteria and will tend to have more of reaction, and there's probably more hope for them to improve. So that's what we think is going on in terms of the mechanism, killing off these bad gut bacteria and then reseeding with beneficial bacteria to prevent the bad bacteria from regrowing. A good simple analogy, it's like if you have a garden filled with weeds, the antibiotic wipes out all the weeds, but if we stop there, what's going to happen? The weeds are just going to regrow. So we need to both remove the weeds with the antibiotic and then replant with beneficial bacteria so the beneficial bacteria, their new plants grow and flourish in our garden.
0: And this is, um, I, I work, I have a mentoring program, I work with parents, in over 40 countries now and they, I can definitely say that the ones who show the worst, like when they start, uh, they start the process and I always make sure that there's binders in place and that they're giving, getting, they've got liver and lymphatic support uh, for the detoxification because our kids usually have a backed up liver, it's congested livers, but the ones who have the worst die off symptoms definitely show that they had initially worse problems. So, um, but then once those that 's why we want to go really slowly it 's important for parents to know that too. you want to detoxify slowly because you don 't want to over um, stress the system and these toxins dumping out as they 're doing so and support the body but um but how much better the kids will get once you clear go through that die off symptom. so it is important for parents to know you can get worse b- before you get better, but if they 're getting too much worse, you want to. Be able to gauge how you know how fast you're moving forward. I I always caution parents, of course, under your guidance. If you if they were in one of your programs, that um, I'm sure that you're you're working with those people too and and making sure that that you know that that's sort of a process for the body. And then people might might be wondering too. Okay, so what about probiotics? You know, you're you're using these fecal transplant uh, therapies and things, putting that in for microbiota. So how does it compare with using say a probiotic?
1: So typical probiotics are anywhere from one to 10 strains of bacteria, but your gut has of order a 1,000 to 2,000 species of bacteria. So kids with autism are missing several hundred species. So giving just one or two strains back isn't probably going to have much effect. Plus they're probably the wrong strains Standard probiotics are the ones that grow in milk, not the ones that grow in your gut.
0: Right. The type of, of probiotic is really, really important, um, knowing that you're getting the right strains, knowing that those those can um, can make make sure that they can live through the stomach acid, that they can live through the heat of the body. That there's a lot of survival that need they need to be um, going under. A lot of people are looking at probiotics, and there's so many on the market, and there's so many bad ones on the market. Um, so um, I will uh, share next week. Uh, next week's show will be on um, some of the things that I can give some good resources for that with parents as well, and I can link to some things on my website on on our show page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash forty. I can add some of those as well. Um, But we need to take a short break right here. Again, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. All right. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about microbiota transplant therapy for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders. And we have Dr. James Adams here with us, who is a research specialist from Arizona State University, and they are uh, continuing their research in this field and having phenomenal Success which is really really exciting um, we were we were just finishing with a little bit on on the comparison of probiotics so uh do you have something you want to just finish up what what maybe what your thought was before we uh, we took the break there on that and then we'll we'll maybe talk about your future studies
1: yeah, so there have been several studies of probiotics for autism these are limited studies they suggest that some of them may have some benefit but we have a lot to learn about what are the optimal strains and again the problem is people with autism seem to need hundreds of strains standard probiotics have only one to ten or so and so really that's why microbiota transplant from a healthy donor really seems like the right way a a much more complete way to go Um, in terms of our future studies, um, We, because of the success of our child study, we received a large grant from the federal government, um, over a million dollars, to do a study for uh, treating adults with autism. So we've already treated 18 adults with autism, and we have plans to treat another 66 adults. Um, we're waiting for a little bit of additional funding, and then we'll go ahead and uh, continue uh, with that. We've had huge interest. We've had hundreds of applications just for the adult study alone. It's unlike our phase one study for children, which was open label, Um, this study is going to be a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. That's the gold standard for research studies to see if the treatment group does better than the group that gets the sugar pills, that the placebo, and um, everyone's blinded so no one knows who is getting the real treatment? Who is getting the placebo? The parents don't know. The researchers don't know. And so that will really be a critical step in proving um, that this treatment uh, works. If that's successful, um, then that brings us a, a step closer to getting FDA approval. The FDA has already awarded us fast track status saying that they realize that this is a promising not proven, but promising treatment for a disorder, GI problems, and autism that we don't have good treatments for today. So we're very excited about that FDA approval. And so we're moving ahead with that adult study. Um, We're just finishing up the fundraising for that. And then we've had many requests, over 1,000 requests, for families who want to be in a future child study. So we've submitted a request to the FDA to do another child study. We're awaiting feedback from them on that, but because we've already done one child study, we think they'll be very similar. That will be a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, but the placebo group will then be switched to the real treatment, so everyone will get the real treatment. We think we'll have even better dosing and duration in that study. So we hope we have at least as good and possibly better outcome than even our first study. Um, But the key feature is we don't have funding for that yet. So we're about to launch a fundraising campaign um, probably in one to two weeks. In order to do a 50-person study, we need to raise about $800,000. These clinical trials are very expensive. The FDA needs us to do them very rigorously. But if that's successful that will be a phase two study if that succeeds then we can ask the fda to allow us to do a phase three study that involves typically 500 to thousand people at 10 to 20 sites around the country so it's like a phase two study just many of them and if that's successful then we can ask the fda to approve it and make it available to everyone in the country So that's our goal, is to get this treatment approved by the FDA, then it would be covered by insurance because it will be an expensive treatment, but then it can be covered by insurance and available, we hope, to everyone with autism. So that's sort of our big master plan.
0: That's amazing. And so there, I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, pounding down your phone lines and, and we'll definitely give some links. That would, You know, you can share where if somebody is interested in uh, um, applying to have their child be in that study or if they're interested in getting microbiota transplant therapy done, uh, where where people can go for that. Can you, Do you want to give those options now? Or do you have uh, contact information for people uh, where they can go for those two things? Are they, are they one location yeah. or is it two separate places?
1: So let me explain. So we are currently accepting applications for our adult study, but we are accepting them in chronological order, so it's not clear that we'll have openings left. But if people want to apply, they just go to autism.asu.edu for Education, so autism.asu.edu, they can go there to apply for our adult study. They can also go there to get onto a contact list to be contacted about if we're successful in raising money for a child study, then we will tell people on our contact list about that study. And then at that point, they can actually apply. So we can't accept applications for the child study yet because it's not funded. It's in the process of being approved um, for our new child study. But they can go to the same website for more information on that or for more information if they want to read our papers or see some of the other links to talks we've given.
0: Yeah I know you've given some uh, you've got some great uh, great links there as well for more information on this and it's great that you're also having uh, so success with adults as well as as children, because a lot of people write me. You know, their their kid might be 25 years old. Some some people their their child is 41, 42 years old, and they're asking um, about it. And and I believe it's never too late. I mean, the 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 you know how, how the level of recovery will vary, of course, for every child anywhere, at any time from any treatment, but. Children can get better and adults can get better and people can feel better because a lot of them with this, this type of gut bacteria, they're just not healthy. I mean, a lot of them aren't able to absorb the nutrients from the foods that they're eating. And so then their bodies and their brain are starving and they're having all these other health issues and their teeth are bad because they're not, they don't have enough minerals in their system. And it's just, you know, one thing spiraling to, to another, but the central nervous system and the brain basically starving as well and that's why it just can't function properly so um so we're going to take a short break right here but when we come back um, we'll kind of wrap up with a a couple of things that that i know that you also have coming for um, the future as well dr adams which is pretty exciting so um you're listening to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas stay with us
2: have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it.
0: Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism and we're talking with Dr. Ad, James B. Adams today about microbiota transplant therapy for treating GI problems in children with autism spectrum disorders and uh, I will link to uh, the resource that Dr. Adams just gave as well for um, being able to contact, uh, to learn more, get more uh, accessibility to some of the, of the research studies at um, and everything and and also where you could apply if you were interested in having your child be involved in a study, and I'll put everything on the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 46, the number's 46, and Dr. Adams, before the break, um, you know, we, we were talking about where people can go, again, for uh, if they want to uh, apply or get involved in a, in a study, but is it possible for somebody to be getting the microbiotic transplant therapy um, for their child now if they want to go pay, pay for it somewhere?
1: The FDA has not yet approved microbiota transplant for any condition. They only allow it to be used in the U.S. for people who have recurrency disinfection. So after it occurs once, if it comes back a second time, then it can be treated. But it is not allowed to be used for children with autism or for any other condition. And so... That's why we're doing our research studies to get FDA approval. Part of the reason is that a number of years ago, when blood transfusions were being done, my mother received a blood transfusion. She caught hepatitis C from it, and she died from it. So we do have to be cautious with blood transfusions. We have to be cautious with microbiota transfusions. You want to get very carefully screened material. We mentioned, again, the danger of Two people getting very sick and one dying from uh, a donor who wasn't carefully screened and from people who had compromised immune systems. Thousands of people have had microbiota transplant. It's generally very safe, but in rare cases, problem can occur, so we do need to be cautious.
0: Right. Okay that's very very important to know. I mean I know sometimes parents get really eager about something new and they're hearing all these fantastic things about it like like we've just mentioned and they might look at sources that that you know could be risky or really aren't safe because it's not tested out yet, or the source that they're getting it from isn't um, isn't a good one, and so that's very very important to know as a parent. And so you've got um, these studies coming up for for adults. You're looking at funding for a, a children's study that you've got coming up, and um, I know that there is a both a GoFundMe account and alternate donations for uh, ASU Foundation at PitchFinder. I have linked to both of those on the page for the show notes today. If you are interested at all in donating for Dr. Adams' research on these microbiota transplants for children with autism, then again, that link will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 46. And this is really, really groundbreaking work. So, again, if you're interested in donating, you can get that link on that page there and share it with friends and anybody you know who might be interested as well. And thank you, Dr. Adams, so much for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate your time and your expertise and uh, all that you have to share with us. And I know you have some comprehensive nutritional intervention studies coming up as well, correct?
1: Uh, that's right. We, we actually completed a comprehensive nutritional intervention study. We found great uh, benefits, not as great as for microbiota transplant, but still, 30% reduction in GI symptoms, 7-point gain in IQ, uh, gaining a year of development, so lots of good benefits. And now we have a protocol for that that we recommend to families.
0: Okay, I think that sounds like something that uh, could be great to do um, maybe a, a discussion about here in the future uh, because I know nutrition is such a big part of it and, and a lot of people now understanding this co- connection between the gut and the brain um, can uh, can maybe... Uh, make sure that they know uh how important it is i mean some people think oh it's probably you know matter somewhat but they don't realize but they don't take it seriously enough they don't really realize how vitally important the gut is to the brain and um and nutrition i mean food basically is medicine so um that i would look forward to as well in the future and again thank you so much for being here with us today i greatly appreciate your time and your expertise and um and yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have you back again in the future. Thank you. All right, everybody, have a great week and uh, next week we will we'll be giving some information we talked a little bit about probiotics. And um, I have a researcher who uh, is a specialist in that arena. And next week's show will, uh, will be a discussion on that as well. So tune in for that. Until then, have a great week. Take care. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And again, the show notes for today are at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 46. Just the numbers 46. six.